Hey everybody, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today I'm going to be talking about FTX and CPI, the inflation print that came out. I'm going to talk about FTX first and then I'm going to talk about CPI. So make sure to stick around for both. It should be a pretty interesting <laughs> recap. There's so much going on. With FTX, um, first of all, please be very kind when talking about this situation. A lot of innocent people are wrapped up in the selfish actions of one person and their team. So just be really mindful of how you talk about it and and just be conscious of the fact that a lot of people have lost a lot of money who did not deserve to lose a lot of money because somebody decided they wanted to go really deep into leverage. So with regards to FTX, more information did come out. I have a full YouTube video on the background, the timeline around FTX, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't seen that already. But with regards to FTX, more information has come out. Alameda apparently blew up around the same time as Three Arrows Capital. There's speculation that all of that was interlinked, but SBF ended up bailing out Alameda because Alameda and FTX are pretty much interlinked with customer funds secured by FTT, FTX token, as well as Robinhood equity. So that's where that <laughs> equity securities might come in on Alameda's balance sheet that we saw in the previous video. FTX had $16 billion in customer assets. It seems like they lent more than half of their customer funds, so $10 billion to Alameda in order to get them through this time. So more information is coming out on the interconnectivity between Alameda and FTX, how the Alameda blow up probably impacted FTX and how it just seems like there was really no way out but a domino tipping over. The final domino did tip over for FTX. Binance said no. After sparking a liquidity crunch, CZ tweeted out, sad day, I tried, but sad face emoji. Part of the reason that Binance said that they were not going to end up purchasing FTX was because of the mishandling of customer funds and because the hole in the balance sheet was so big. CZ tweeted it out in response to this never use a token you created as collateral referring to FTT and just saying like be more responsible around customer assets which FTX should have taken to heart the official tweet was as a result of corporate due diligence and the latest news reports regarding mishandled customer funds and US and agency investigations they decided Binance decided not to pursue acquisition of FTX but it's really tough because if users lose the industry loses right so there's all these different impacts that are going to shake out over the coming months because of what's happening here the government is saying hello to all of this. The SEC is paying attention. The Department of Justice is paying attention. They're investigating FTX. FTX has this liquidity shortfall of somewhere between eight to $10 billion. They're trying to find emergency funding. It seems like SBF is going out to collect some cash for this. It seems like he's having trouble, which makes a lot of sense. Nobody wants to mess with him right now. Nobody wants to mess with this. FTX might file for bankruptcy if they don't get more cash or Singapore might bail them out. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of different options there. SBF tweeted out this morning, just like not showing a lot of remorse. He he definitely said I was sorry that he messed up, but then he was like, sorry, but actually, <laughs> he seems to think that they're going to be able to raise the funds. It just keeps on getting messier too. So the Financial Times has this whole paper about the cross holdings revealed of SBF, not even just how interconnected Alameda and FTX are, but all these other things. And then Tron is getting involved here too. FTX seemed to have reached an agreement with Tron to establish a facility to allow holders of Tron, etc., to swap assets from FTX to external wallets. Sam Bankman Fried is out here trying to get $10 billion to close this massive hole in their balance sheet. So basically nobody knows how it's, it's going to get solved. Um, you can get money out of FTX US, but it's just this weird cross section of over centralization, over leverage and opacity. Nobody knew it was going down except for them and they were highly, highly irresponsible for that. That is sort of an update on FTX. I'll be continuously updating as, as things roll out, but it's probably going to take time for everything to shake out. In terms of CPI, also going to take time for CPI to shake out, but this is a lot better than FTX. <laughs> So CPI came in soft today. Headline inflation at 7.7% year over year versus 
0.9% expected, rose 0.4% in October, below the 0.6 expectations. Core, which excludes food and energy, so it's kind of like a less volatile way to look at inflation, rose by 0.3% in October, 0.2 points below expectations, and down from 0.6 in last month. Core inflation is driven by both deflation and goods, as well as services. We're starting to see super core, so that excludes food, shelter, used vehicles, and energy, all of which are really volatile, also lower than expected. It looks like inflation has peaked and is now falling, and this is essentially what a soft landing would look like. So this is like a really good report. Groceries actually, you know, they increased 0.4% in October, but that's the smallest rise since December 2021. So that's really great. Used cars and truck prices fell, airfares fell, clothing prices fell, natural gas and chicken all fell too. That's good. And then in terms of services, we're finally starting to see rent slowdowns showing up in the CPI print. We're starting to see lagged health insurance metrics. And so inflation is still running you know, pretty hot here. Uh, rent is still going up according to CPI, but we're starting to see the impact of cooling rents. We're starting to see a cooling in services. The questions remaining are what happens next month. We don't want it to be like that July sort of inflation where things look good and they're not. And then I think another worry that I personally have that is like, no, this isn't good enough. We're going to keep on ripping. What, do, what does that look like? How much damage are they going to inflict? When are they going to slow down? The labor market has been relatively strong. Inflation is still hot. Fed's still going to rip, but uh, good news in terms of this inflation print. But yeah, yeah, that's FTX and the CPI. FTX, nobody really knows how they're going to survive. They're piecing stuff together right now. I'll be updating that as needed. Also have been making TikToks about it too if you want um, faster news. And then uh, CPI looking promising. If you want to go ahead and follow my substack, kyla.substack.com, I'll be writing about all this this weekend in some weird philosophical tilt. Also, uh, that's this is a, a Spotify podcast let's appreciate is a podcast name i don't think i've ever said that on this channel before and then also i'm on instagram tiktok youtube twitter etc anywhere you need me i'm there and so hope you all are doing okay and i'll talk to you all soon bye